Welcome to On Manorama Podcast, Start Action Cut. Today, we are decoding the movie Thurumukham, directed by Rajiv Ravi. It's a movie that tells about a typical ruthless and malicious token system existed in the early 50s to use the labor force at Matanjiri Harbour in Kochi. What was awful about this vestige practice of an imperial rule is the oppressive manner in which the chapa, the tokens that are strewn at the spread crowd of men who scrambled, fought and wriggled in the mud to get hold of them, uh, which is actually the ticket to uh, one's work and thereby their meal of the day for himself and his family. The movie Thuramukham, written by Gopan Chidambaram and directed by Rajiv Ravi, essentially recaptures the grimy backdrop of this world with all its sounds, hues and actions. But whether the movie carried the emotional depth or magnitude as intended, I am not sure. What do you think, Princey? Yes, Patma Kumar. When you see the trailer of the film, you get a certain kind of essence about what the movie would be. You know, you have, you understand that it is going to be a slice from history and you understand that it's going to be a little bit, there is going to be fight and violence and, you know, things in this movie. So there is a certain expectation that you go, you step into the theater with a certain kind of expectation. So, and I feel Thuramugam has, uh, you know, kept up with the expectations and it has not actually uh, failed in that aspect. And also I felt that, you know, there was a certain sense of uh, emotional depth in the story, which is what drew me into Thuramugam. This was achieved through the characterization uh, through the uh, story and uh, through the treatment of the movie as a whole. Above all these, I think it is a characterization that actually stood apart, which was able to draw the audience into the movie. Uh, but if you look at it, you know, when I'm talking about the characters, the characters are not the, uh, uh, you know, the characters are almost very stereotypical in a way, if you look at it, because, you know, you have an Uma who's trying to keep her, a uh, family, uh, you know, a family from falling apart and she's striving hard to uh, to keep the family together. And then you have a, 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 a one of the sons named Moidu who is like a beaver son who's, uh, uh, you know, drifting away from the family. He is uh, moving into his own world and is living in his own kind of terms. And then you have another kind of son who is more, a little more sensitive person and who is quite, who, you know, rises to become the hope of the family and, you know, things like that. So, the characterization is nothing much unique, but still, uh, why I considered the characterization to be not stronger, but which added uh, more flavor to the movie is because uh, I, I like how it was interwoven well with this particular aspect of the chopper system. You know, through these characters, you're able to understand how the chopper system was actually affecting uh, the family, not only one particular family, but the family is living in that area. So, you know, overall, I felt that there was that kind of experience and, you know, you were able, uh, the filmmaker Rajiv Ravi was able to actually draw the audience and make them understand that, you know, he is trying to bring something from the past and he's, so what the filmmaker has uh, tried to uh, try to do through the film, I feel that he has achieved to a certain measure. Yeah, uh, Princey, what you said is right. On the whole, uh, the characterization and uh, and the treatment really worked for the film. But to me, what seemed ailing the movie to the core are the weak dialogues and the non-stop blare of uh, saxophone-like instruments. 
monotone, uh, which you often fail to distinguish between the sounds as to whether it's a BGM or the sound of a lighthouse uh, or a ship or a boat's horn. Of course, there are times you feel it's great. As regards the dialogues, they are mostly bland, parlous and direct. Uh, you may argue that people belonging to that section uh, spoke thus in those times. Okay, I agree, but uh, emotions are emotions, right? Uh, when you reach certain heights of certain situations, your, uh, your utterances would be unique and packed with power and meanings. There won't be any difference of class, creed, time or era. That's how they, uh, they become classic. You know, there are several movies like that, several period films like that. This movie, uh, by, by the lack of uh, properly scripted lines, uh, certainly highlights the power of dialogues. Uh, sometimes uh, Moidu, the character played by Nevin Poli, speaks in a style that makes us feel uh, he's sitting on the sets of uh, Saturday Night Part 2. Definitely, uh, a lot of effort must have gone into the writing, but a few glaring misses are also evident. One example is the scene where Moidu says, he doesn't have 10 paise. Remember, it's the early 50s, and Moidu should be well aware of the value of 10 paise. Uh, in those times, and uh, he gets an ana or two as his wage. Even the term uh, paisa uh, is uh, not commonly used in those times, I presume. Even kasha, I think, uh, would have been a proper term. There are uh, many scenes too which are incoherently written or unconvincingly captured, uh, like the one in which uh, I think you must remember Moidu, after a serious fight, without changing the stands and holding the knife, uh, asks his uh, brother Hamsa if he has some money. Uh, well, I found the scene quite awkward, let alone enjoy it. So, uh, these are certain things. There are some so many such minor things that have uh, put me off while enjoying the movie. So, that's about the the script, the script-wise, the script of the movie, how the script, uh, I felt that didn't work properly. What do you say? Uh, just like what you mentioned, uh, uh, definitely there are not very many memorable dialogues in the movie. The whole movie has, you know, there's, you know, there's this protest and this, uh, people are actually angry and there are, uh, there's a lot of uh, emotions running throughout the movie. But uh, for a movie of that scope, the dialogues are weak, I feel. Like you had mentioned, uh, there is nothing that, you know, you can afford it. There's nothing I could take away from the film or a dialogue that you want to remember. Except for certain few points, like, you know, when there's this fight and this chapa, I mean, you know, when this couple of uh, coins are like flung in the air and people are fighting and one person is fighting with the other. And finally, you know, uh, when Indrajit's character is intervening and, uh, you know, one person, one of, one of the laborers, he says, uh, you know, it's been days since I actually made gruel in my house. And so, you know, those, those kind of dialogues are uh, touching. Not that it's memorable, but then you know, it kind of touches you and it uh, kind of uh, brings you uh, to this, you know, that it kind of hits you hard. It's nice that such kind of dialogues have been brought into the movie to kind of make you remember that such a time existed in the past and such kind of uh, cruel injustices and, you know, people were going through abject poverty and such kind of things were useful. But overall, when you look at it, the dialogues were not. And in some points, I felt it was quite inaudible and like you mentioned those were like casual conversations and even those casual conversations were not uh you know it wasn't that clear in certain points as well. that is one thing that i found jarring about the script uh as a whole uh, and then basically i feel most of it was uh the slogans you know there were a lot of slogans in the uh in the movie it was those 
slogans which actually created more of an emotional uh, impact rather than the dialogue. And you know, towards the end, when you know, uh, there's this slogan, this kind of this song uh, slogan that says, you know, so that those kind of things were like, you know, that kind of touches you. But uh, generally, the script, the script I felt was quite nice. You know, it is based on a play, uh, you know, that uh, play by Chidambaran. And that particular script I felt kind of uh, brought in a, uh, the wholeness to the movie. Uh, so, what I felt like you said was a dialogue, which was an issue. Uh, yeah, what you said is right, uh, but by dialogues, I didn't mean that there should be some uh, memorable dialogues. As you mentioned, casual conversation. In certain situations, people speak certain things. And here, uh, even in those casual conversations, that seemed unfinished. Because uh, one person uh, says something and the other person reacts, and that's all, in a sentence or two. But the situation demands actually much more from uh, the characters now what you said about the slogans that's true really they are uh, they make an emotional impact definitely and as regards the performance the one who has got the biggest pie is none other than purnima indrajit she will now won't be remembered for her stunning performance as umma of moidu and hamza how her visage weighed down by the years of pain articulates the desolation of a mother who has to move along with the tide is a magnificent visual treat. Uh, how she carries herself, stares, walks, speaks, all make her character shine throughout the film. Uh, Devin Polia's Moidu is partly spot on and partly confused. And of course, Arjuna Shogun's Hamza, meanwhile, uh, smoothly runs on an unfaltering and unwavering path. So are Jojo George's Baimud uh, and uh, Sudev Nair's Pachik. Like you mentioned, Padma Kumar, it is definitely Purnama Indrajit who has made a mark, and it is she is she has uh, you know proved to be really good in this movie. Uh, her performance is extremely gripping. In the initial, you know, in the initial part when uh, when she is having conversations with uh, Georgiou's character, uh, those moments I felt like you know maybe the initial screen accepting her as a, a, a because you know you don't usually see her as a hero in these days. So, you know, seeing her was quite unexpected and, you know, uh, so it took some time for me to uh, get into her care, I mean, no, to uh, get an emotional connect with her character. But once she started performing, uh, she became an altogether different person and she definitely proved that she is really good as an actress. And uh, the last time I saw her performing was in Kubal Blue, a uh, Bollywood movie. And in that she plays as a nun. And even in those, that screen, she didn't get as much screen space as she did in this movie. But even in those uh, performances she has been spot on she's like you mentioned you know the stares that she gives uh, you know those stares hold a lot of meaning the way she is able to capture emotions enough uh, through her eyes and you know she's good in this, all this and uh, till now she has been you know maybe uh, you have seen her as a side heroine and things like that but uh, she definitely owned the entire uh, screen you know most of the emotional aspects of the film were through her character you know, she plays a woman first in her 30s and then in her 60s, and both of which she's able to juggle with ease, and that is really good. But whereas Nevin Pauly, who had been struggling with our major hits for the past few years, he is wonderful. And I feel like he was able to emote well, uh, you know, certain scenes where how he shows some sort of emotion, whether it be lust or love or whatever it is. He is able to, you know, prove himself to be a wonderful actor, as, and he's done it well as a crude, impulsive, and some, sometimes an insensitive moidu. 
uh, again, he represents a section of people who are devoid of morals and purpose in life. And he has been able to do it well. I mean, I'm so glad that, uh, I'm just sad that, you know, Thurumogan took some time, uh, you know, to release because it, if it had come uh, during the last, uh, maybe the last year or something, it could have helped him, you know, it, it could have helped him retain his graph. You know, he was he was excelling really well in the past. So, uh, Thurumogan came a little later, but then for, for him, it's somewhat like a comeback film, I feel. But even though Niven has, uh, has done really well, I think it is Arjun Ashokan who stole the show towards the end. You know, towards the end, it kind of uh, Niven is uh, delegated to the sidelines. You know, he, and it is Arjun Ashokan who is carrying the film towards the end. Uh, the gentleness and strength of his character, he's able to carry it off like a season act, and that is nice. So, Dave Naya, uh, he is now doing a lot of, most of his roles are usually villainous, and he is a uh, it may be getting a little stereotyped as a villain, but he is proving to become uh, as better uh, through each film, uh, whether it be in Bhishma Parvam or uh, whatever it is in this film also. As Thura, uh, in Thuramoga, he, uh, he does a really good job. And I think uh, more, uh, Malayalam industry could benefit when they, if they try to actually explore some maybe other aspects of him as well. Uh, the same goes for George too. George's character isn't as big, you know, it's not as uh, well, widely defined in this movie, but still he has done a good job. There's nothing much unique about these characters in uh, Thoramogam as opposed to Raju Ravi's film Kamati Padam, where the characters were quite different and even actually Raju Ravi was kind of praised for bringing out, you know, a different aspect or showing on screen a different aspect of Dalit. So, I feel that Rajmanavi is good with characters. Even like I mentioned, this is not as unique as Kamati Padam's characters. But overall, I believe Rajmanavi is uh, good in portraying characters with depth, uh, you know, with emotions, people who have, you know, the uh, and showing them and, you know, uh, kind of portraying life as it is uh, and with all its sort of reality without not, you know, he doesn't, there's nothing much artificial in the way of his filmmaking and he's able to stay grounded and bring in this uh, reality. Both of his stories, in case if the Kamati Padam was about a certain slum area of Ernaglam, Matanjali is another area of Ernaglam too. So he is well-versed with that particular location and with this particular life there and he does not sugarcoat things is what I believe. So that, and I, you know, those are things that I find appealing uh, about Ravi as a filmmaker. Overall, the performance, I think the performances were also what really led this uh, movie altogether. But, uh, you know what, uh, the the movie is actually a good one. Uh, I, I doubt if it can connect with the younger audience in Malayalam. And what owed me is the production design, the backdrop of uh, 50s recreated for the film. And it's, it's meticulous. And you never doubt it's the early stage of India's post-independence era and the costumes, of course, except for one costume that Nivin Poli wears for a particular scene. The furniture, the dwellings, the streets, the harbour, the ships, all more or less conform to that period. Uh, how the viewers get transported to that world tells about the efforts in the Department of Production Design. I, I wonder why people are still obsessed with the black and white mode when you are exploring the past. Is it because uh, the old films are made in black and white or uh, or is it to make a distinction between the two time periods? What do you think, Francie? 
Ah, like you just said, I think it could be probably to create, you know, that distinction, you know, when because uh, what more could be more convincing uh, than, you know, you know, shooting a particular film or showcasing a certain time period in black and white. So you get the stark contrast completely without any doubt. So uh, that is one thing, and uh, I think a lot of films are now uh, venturing into that now. Ashika Bose's Nila Velichum is coming in black and white. Priya Darshan's film at that uh, uh, a particular uh, seg- segment uh, is going to come out with Mohanlal. Uh, All Alone Piram is also coming out in black and white. So it is maybe in order to one thing might be to send uh, you know create a sense of uh, nostalgia. People haven't you know it, it, it's a different experience, right? So to create that particular different experience. I think filmmakers are opting to, uh, you know, bring out the uh, shots in black and white. But even like, uh, but I feel this black and white sequence in Ramogama is actually unnecessary because uh, uh, the filmmaker was able to achieve, uh, you know, to be able to convince us that they were two different time periods. I think either it was through the uh, uh, through the narrative that it is flowing through, enables us to enables the audience to understand that they are from two different time periods. This is period post Jojo and. Uh, I mean, after and you know the kids growing up without the father and when the father was there and you know it was quite convincing. So in you don't re- and you have even the makeup makeup section like uh, Purnama. Uh, I think the initial you know in the initial part of the screen she was shown somewhere between her twenties and thirties and then later on she's in her fifties and sixties. So uh, that has been convincingly shown. So there was really no need. I mean, I found that quite jarring you know, having this black and white sequence there and. I kind of think that it also took away the sheen of that movie, the shots, the wonderful shots, you know, could have been retained even if it was uh, not a black and white uh, sequence in the initial part. And in terms of uh, art direction, everything was, uh, Gokul Das's art direction was really spot on. He's actually uh, won several awards in the past and he's done a lot of detailing in the way the movie had to be portrayed from the past. And uh, yeah, the, in terms of production design, makeup, uh, uh, Thramogam actually stands well and it, it I think it will be also uh, remembered for all these uh, aspects maybe the black and white aspect should have been cut out it shouldn't have been included I feel so kudos to the director who decided to dwell on a subject that sheds light on a lesser known chapter in the struggles of the downtrodden uh, who had to suffer the scourge of uh, the overfruits of colonialism and the movie uh, depicts the plight of women who are left in the lurch after men in the family perish in their fight for uh, the right to life, equality and justice. Uh, the movie in that sense assumes greater significance and deserves to be marked as one of the most remarkable movies in the list of period films uh, that are made in Malayalam. So uh, with that we have come to a close of this episode of uh, Start Action Cut. We will meet you soon with another movie. Till then, goodbye. Thank you.